You're listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B.SG. Quite a lot of areas that the, that the Russians have. Yeah, we're going to go down. Mm. Like, those are not leaders. Mm-hmm. Those are shit starters. Yeah. France this time denied, defied. And at the end of the day, we have a three-way relationship. <laughs> okay, let's, let's stop this right here. Welcome back to PlanB.SG We're with uh, Hamza, Farouk and Shakir Farouk mm. The brothers who own a boxing gym Yes, yes. And Hamza of course is an active uh, pro boxer I uh, think uh, recently he has went to France uh, No, uh, Bangkok Oh, Bangkok recently. But France was 2021 mm. How was the Bangkok okay. fight? I won the fight by fourth round knockout, but yeah. uh, I had some uh, big adversity I had to go through like, because I had a fever on fight week. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, how, yeah. How does that work? I mean, uh-huh. so you fought with the fever? I fought with a fever, yes, with a flu. Man. And you still won? I still won. I still knocked cool. down the Skill, bro. Hey, but Bangkok, I would, I would imagine scary, right? Like Bangkok. Yeah, scary, right? Yeah. Uh, or is it like they're more Muay Thai fighters or what's uh. happening there? I mean, uh, it really depends. It really depends on who you who you up against. Mm. Uh, I was having a, like a warm up or tune up fight, so mm-hmm. I was fighting against a much less experienced uh, boxer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's always scary going to someone's background and fighting because mm-hmm. you never know. You know, this guy's home ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're always at a slightly less advantage. Mm-hmm. But of course, the people organizing the fights uh, are also managing my boxing career now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, so the the safety aspect is there, like, So I know what I'm signing up for. Right. Uh, so okay. I mean, because you've been to like different parts of the world to fight, right? Like, do you do you see that there's a difference in terms of the the people that you face? Um, what do you mean? Difference in what? Like, way? for Quality. example, like uh, you Are know, they, yeah, like in football, you know, if you go to Japan, they're they're smaller people, <laughs> but they're more technical. Ah. You go to Spain, then they have this tiki taka thing. Yeah. Like the Europeans, they are very mm. physical. Ah. Like, is boxing like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like that? Definitely. When you go, uh, if you look at like professional boxing in general, mm. um, different parts of the world will offer you different styles. You know, if you go look at Mexican fighters, they mm-hmm. have a come forward, aggressive style, mm. going mm. to the body a lot. Or if you go to like places like Europe, they have like a very stand up, straight up boxing style. Mm. So oh. different parts of the world have develop their own different styles. So mm. what's the Singapore style? Roja. Roja. Roja style. Roja style. Okay, no, but I, so now I'm very curious, right? Like, how did you even get started in all yes. of this? Because yes. I don't imagine people just Gangster, growing up. Gangster, bro. Gangster. <laughs> okay, I don't understand what that means. Yeah. yeah. The whole family, okay, never mind. You, you, you explain it, yeah. Okay, so, so when I was growing up, right, mm. uh, okay, to be honest with you, when I was growing up, my dad, used to uh, worship Muhammad Ali, like his hero. Mm. So he used to watch on VCR I all thought the you said your dad used to wallop people. That one's true. That too. I know that. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad used to watch uh, Muhammad Ali. La. So mm. on, on, on VCR, then when we were younger, we always, he always, uh, I mean, there's nothing to do, right? At that time, yeah. there's no Facebook, no Instagram mm-hmm. and all that. So we used to just sit and watch together with him. La. Mm. And I, I remember there's one clip uh, where Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston. I remember yeah. this very clearly in my head. Uh. Mm-hmm. And then Muhammad Ali, they had an interview with him and he was very happy about you know he was he was going crazy during mm. the interview. He was saying Temper he's the best in the world, he's yeah. a bad man, you <laughs> know, I, he must be the greatest in the world. And I was watching mm. that as a young kid. I remember this very clearly, like in my mind thinking like, 
Huh, that's the only way I can actually really be that happy mm. is through boxing. Mm. <laughs> that's how I, I I kind of fall in love with boxing as a young kid. I was like, wow, I've never seen anybody as happy as this guy who just won the world title. <laughs> yeah. mm. You know, maybe in life, I was like maybe five years old. My my mom was thinking in life the happiest I can ever be is if I won a boxing match. Mm. Mm. So <laughs> let me go around and whack some people. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how your journey started. Yeah, that's just how I fell in love with boxing. Like I said, mm. I know as I grew up, I I watched a lot of boxing. Mm. You know, um, I follow some of the fighters, even when I was younger, you know, when my dad used to watch boxing and I think that's how they also picked up boxing. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I was always very... Uh, When I was younger, I was always very nerdy. Mm. I was very scrawny. Really? I was sickly. Yeah, so that, yeah. That, that's that's something. Right? Your weight class. What's your weight class? I fight at a super featherweight, which is 59 kg. Mm. kg so yeah. you mentioned you Ooh. started uh, being a pro boxer very late in your life. Yes. So previously, what were yeah. you doing yeah. and what made you take that that leap of faith? Yeah. So I was boxing uh, in Singapore amateurs and amateur scene mm. since 2005. About that, mm. so I was watching, winning some fights. I represented the country in some like small regional competitions. Never yeah. have the opportunity to go for major ones. Like, it's mm. either timing or you no, know, it's not good for me. I've got injuries and stuff like that. Mm. So um, also, uh, you know, Singapore boxing scene that time was very small. Mm. There was a very small pool of us and I always find myself not getting the right opportunities. Favoritism lah. Uh, I don't you say cannot la. say that. Can Favoritism. <laughs> Is it racist? It's in every sport, bro. Racist. It's every sport. So after a while, I just gave up lah. You know, in 2012, I think. Yeah. You know, it was at a. I was at a crossroads in my life. Like, you know, mm. I was like finishing NS. You know, mm. I was in between. I had to find a proper job. Mm. Yeah. You know, like like be a normal human being, <laughs> like all, every one of us do, lah. You know, we have a normal job. So I decided, you know what? I have to let it go, lah. Right. There's one thing I gave up on your dream. Give up on my dream for a while. Mm. So I was working in a bank, actually doing banking, oh. a few banks, lah, doing a lot of financial stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. What? Banker, banker, turn boxer. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. But no, but you said that you were you were like a bit of a nerdy kid when you were yeah, young. Yeah, exactly. I'm just wondering before you got into the boxing thing proper. Mm. Like, were you the type who would get into fights in the first uh, place? Uh, yeah, to be honest with you, I, I did actually get to a lot of fights in school. I don't know ah. why. Oh, I, was, I was quite scrawny and heavy, but... Your whole family lah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just you lah, don't worry. Maybe You're I'm making still... me nervous. No, you keep harping this point. Yeah. I'm sitting right next to them. It's okay, they're still smiling. Okay. They're still smiling. It's fine. Okay. The moment you all stop smiling, I think I need to... Uh, yeah, I'll excuse over. myself. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I think maybe I was overcompensating for something like... You know, mm. I was naughty, but uh, mm. people is like... Do you yeah, enjoy your, do you enjoy yourself in the banking line? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Mm. Uh, I was I was working there, but... After after one year or two years now, I, I thought about boxing every day lah. Like, so I stopped. Mm. I started. I was, I was thinking about boxing every day. You know, like uh, I didn't feel happy in working the bank, but mm. I wanted to pursue my dream. Mm. But yeah. I thought maybe it's too late. After one year, after two years, I thought ah, it's gone lah. Like, three years. Then the fourth year, I don't know. Like, something kind of woke in me. Like, I just yeah, I just woke up one day mm. and I decided, you know what? Like this isn't for me. You know, I'm mm. not living a life that I want. Mm-hmm. I just went to the bank the day and I told my manager lah. I say, bro, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna resign lah. This is without be, plan, without any without plan. Without any plan. <laughs> wow, <laughs> crazy man. Because I told my, I told my manager, I just gonna resign. I resign. I resign. And at the time, uh, my friend was opening a gym, mm. boxing mm. gym. Mm. That's where we met lah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ah, so, yeah. So, yeah. So he opened a gym. And he, I, I called him up lah. I say, bro, you know, you got any like 
space for me like, when mm-hmm. I want to try to pick up boxing again after four years of break uh. mm-hmm. and then he said yeah I come over like, give you uh, some some uh, some classes to take some boxing classes mm-hmm. you know and some uh, time to train and he will help me yeah. out uh, with my so boxing you career. had to pay or what? No, no, he, he, he was, uh, we were having a healthy uh, value exchange. Mm. I was doing some of boxing classes and he right, helped to train right, me. Right, right. So, so the friend that you mentioned actually closed his gym. And some, yeah. some of the things that he shared as a business owner mm. is the difficulty in maintaining a gym. Yes. And mm. when I hear both of you are running your own gym, uh, that is something that, you know, uh, as an as entrepreneur myself, like I'm interested to know. Is it lucrative, you know, doing like a maintaining a boxing gym? Is there money to be made, yeah. or is it just yeah, barely scratching the surface? What's the mm. situation like? Um, <laughs> I, got you. Mm. I think definitely there's money to be made. Mm. Uh, more how hard you want to work with mm. all other businesses. Mm. Also, timing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You got to see where you're at in terms of being a coach or, or a fighter for him, right? Mm-hmm. And your following, of course. Mm. Right, so you cannot work in a gym for one year and then go. I, I want to open my own gym. Mm. Nobody's gonna follow you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, follow yeah. you for a while, but after a while, they realize you're inexperienced. Mm. Yeah. You're bullshitting them. Mm. Ah. Gonna work out. <laughs> so okay. one of the things that, like, um, at a point in time, my friend was sharing, like, he he was saying, I'm, I'm an influencer. Hey, you should do this. Uh, you know what Logan Paul is doing, whatever. Let's try to make money, make events. I was just, just sitting down asking the dollars and says, you know how mm. yeah. yes, I can yes. be kind of like a wet blanket at uh. times. I want to know the dollar in and dollar out first yes. before I actually do something. Yeah. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I did mention like, you know, these kind of boxing competitions, how much uh, do you stand to earn as, mm. as, as a legit fighter, as a, like a pro boxer? He said like, oh, the scene, there's not much. Sometimes it can be as little as $500 for the cash price, you know. So I'm thinking <laughs> like, cash what? Price. Yeah. That means people have to practice for like, three, four, five months on end just to practice for one one fight and then you win that and you win just $500. <laughs> so we're talking really? about what? When you train, you have supplements you got to pay, you got yeah. rental, you got like... Your yeah. medical fees. Recovery, yeah. Is, yeah. Is that true? What's the situation like? Is it uh, different or is it still the same? That's that's very true actually. And it's not just in Singapore actually. To be honest, it's all over the world. Really? Like, Oh. Professional fighting, the the only the top maybe one percent one percent gets that kind of uh, treatment. But the I rest see. of the guys are all having day jobs, mm. are still paying their own medical medical bills, are still mm. sponsoring themselves, nutrition, whatever. So and and you fight for as little as maybe five hundred dollars, mm. maybe even less. Maybe your broken nose more expensive than the exactly than the, <laughs> and than the, the price price serious. Yeah. Maybe there's no money as well. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> some 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 yeah exactly some fighters yeah. fight for no money as well. Give oh. us an idea, yeah. like let's say for yourself, Hamza, you mm. want to go through like a, a a prep for a fight that's yeah. upcoming. Mm. Like, what's the timeline like, and how much money is actually needed? to prepare you for a fight. Give us like the whole ballpark figure. Okay. So for, for, for the first thing I have to do is mm. uh, sacrifice some of my work. Yes. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, so that's income. Gym, yep. Exactly. Mm. Income is sacrificed obviously because I have to invest my time more yes. in training. You know, mm. more in getting in shape. And secondly, of course, I've got my strength and conditioning training and mm. also um, boxing equipment to pay for. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's another added uh, cost. Mm. And on top of that, you've got nutrition. Mm. You know, I, I, try yes. to, I try to eat well. You know, obviously. That's expensive. That's yeah. expensive. Do you prep it yourself or you like get a sponsor uh, to come I, in? I try to prepare Man. my own meals. Huh. <laughs> it's crazy. That's yeah, it's discipline. It's huh? Discipline, exactly. Mm. So, you know, uh, and of course, the biggest sticking point I think is the is the work that I have to sacrifice. But yeah. mm. doing personal training, you know, so mm. like three or four weeks before I tell my clients, like, you know, let's take a break, like I've got a fight coming up, you know, mm. I'm gonna stop. So that's that's 
income stop right there. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and then going to for your fights and everything. So when you come back, only then the first maybe one month or two months, you're mm. just recovering mm-hmm. the money that you've already spent yeah. and oh, already yo. stopped <laughs> just to pursue a dream. So, you know, mm. it's not easy, you know, and it's a, it's a big sacrifice. You know, but, it's a big I sacrifice. Mean, so, I mean, the, the the picture you're that you're painting right is basically bleak. like bleak. Yeah, it's bleak. It's like why would anybody want to do this? It's, I guess it's the chance of getting that big money fight. Mm. Yeah. He's lucky because he doesn't have to pay me for training him. So walk us through like how far are you from that big money taking? Mm. Like okay. right now, give us a sense where you're at, and is it like a few more steps to go there? Okay, to be honest with you, like um, Shaky is saying big money fight, but you know, in in Singapore, mm. in, in this region of the world, there's mm. not much opportunity. For okay. Oh. You know. So, but the other things you have is like because we're running our own gym, you're mm. building a so-called legacy. Mm. People right. can see. Right. Yeah. You know, Brothers Boxing Academy is run by Hamza and Shakir. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've achieved this in professional boxing itself. Mm. You know, and that's where you're building your own legacy, and then people will want to follow you. You know, people want to sign up, and some guys mm. like. Uh, even know us from our professional fighting and they come to the gym and say oh we were so happy that you guys opened your own gym finally wow. we get to train with you guys instead nice. of going to other gyms that we used to work at you know mm. so, where's, where's like the big money like for example I, I can only give like uh, the closest understanding of sport in terms of football for example okay. if uh, a young fighter goes to Bangkok and and compete in like a Thai league I know it's still like like a hero kampung kind of thing lah. Mm. But when like a fight, when a footballer goes to Belgium, for example, I know yeah. you know you actually moving up the ladder. And mm. when you land like the f- uh, top flight in England, for example, that's something like world class. Wow! Right. Like for a boxer, where is it? Like is it Vegas or what? Yeah, yeah. definitely Vegas. If you get if you get a ticket to Vegas, I think it's a it's very that is money. the top flight. Already. Yeah. That's How do you get in yeah. Vegas? There was was the <laughs> How far away yeah, are you? I, I wish I knew, bro. There was a lot of movement in Australia as well. Australia, right? yeah. Oh. Australia has a very good uh, scene as well now, mm. you know. But um you it's uh you have to grab your opportunities. Uh, so sometimes, you know, mm. um you you work your way up, you get a good ranking. Okay. Yeah, good ranking. So you become those guys that they are scouting as they are fighters opponents. Let's okay. say if I'm a promoter in Vegas, for example, mm. I have a guy who want to push into the top 50 world ranking. Mm. So I look at the world rankings and I see all these guys uh, from Singapore, for example, mm. for example, number mm. 80 in the world mm. and my fighter's number 100. So if I beat this guy at number 80, I'm going to frog lick him and yep, jump to yep, the top yep. 50 in the world. I so I call him up, say, oh, you know, you want to fight in Vegas, for example. You know, mm, we mm. offer you maybe 10,000 USD. You come for the fight, so, uh, maybe 10 rounds. And then, yeah, so that's that's the opportunity right there. Oh. There's the opportunity to jump on it. And maybe if you happen to, by chance, beat the American guy, mm. you then frog you, leap. Exactly. Oh, then, you yeah. superstar. then the doors open. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's, where, that's, how, that's how professional boxing So how are we going to help you plan this shit? Yeah. <laughs> of service yeah. Yeah. no and also so yeah. like what, what has no, been because I want to go I want to go Vegas yeah that's the main thing I'm with you 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 I'm and he was very young as well. He was, uh, I think he was undefeated. Eh? No, no, one, he was. He was loss, like one loss. One or loss, something. yeah. Very good guy. Yeah. Mm. But very young. Very, very young very guy. Young. And he fought for 10 rounds. Supposedly 10 rounds. Uh, mm. and I, I, it was quite a good payday. 
Yeah, in Singapore, that's the highest uh, so far. So can you tell us how much it is? Uh, <laughs> we want to know how much it <laughs> is. I don't embarrass myself, lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, lah, just three, share. Three, three uh, figures, uh, more uh, than three uh, figures. Hopefully, range, range, yeah, range, yeah, range, yeah. range, between uh, three to five thousand. Ah, okay, that's decent. Decent. Better than five hundred, lah. Yeah, better than five hundred, So, like being in this line, right? Um, do you get? You know, like uh, a lot of DMs from admirers. You know, <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. that you upload a lot of your physique. Mm. Yeah, and of course, I'm jealous of your physique, like yeah, those apps yeah. and all that. Like, I, I'm thinking, what is he eating, sir? Yeah, <laughs> to get that, it's apps are made in the, in the kitchen. You see, yeah. so I know, like, he's eating on like really. A I know what they eat. Bro. They eat brandy, you know. Mutton brandy, the best. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, wow. That, yeah. Is it like, uh, do, do you have a lot of DMs to to reply uh, to people who actually look up to you and all that? Yeah, I mean, I do get the occasional uh, mm. messages lah uh, from uh, from guys actually mm. from young guys who actually you know look up to me mm-hmm. and, and mm. tell me things, tell me nice things. You know, like you know, we we are inspired by you and stuff mm. like that. Nice. I think that's really cool. You know, when um when I was younger, uh, when I was just started out, you know, I did receive some of these some of these uh, DMs and mm. all that, but I take it in a different way. Mm. You know, I take it in a way where oh, you know, like. I feel so weirded out by it. I see. Why me? Why me? I haven't done anything special. But as mm. I grew, I progressed, I realized that you know people find inspiration in a mm. lot of different things in mm. different ways. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I try to try mm. to get them to be better versions of themselves. As a fighter, do you see boxing uh, as a sport where it attracts the young? And if it does, um, are there up, any up and coming young upstarts that you think are worth the watch in yeah. this scene? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, a lot of uh, younger guys now also uh, in the gym and mm. looking to take it uh, to the next level. You know, mm-hmm. just training. You know, so a lot of young guys because they see there's a uh, so opportunities now. There are opportunities for you to go to the Sea Games because uh, mm. some of the guys are doing a great job uh, mm. in the Singapore amateur boxing scene right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, professional boxing as well. A lot of uh, young guys right now. Uh, we have our our buddy uh, Pritif. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fighting and also uh, Daniel, Daniel Daniel Jalil also one of the guys. How, how old are they? Daniel uh, is my age. Daniel is a bit so older. 30, yeah, older 31. Mm-hmm. Yeah. about 25, 26, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so a bit younger guys. Are you going to be the next Khabib? I don't know It's all fighting to me Yeah, yeah no yeah, To me yeah. all the same also yeah. But at least I know like I know enough to know That this is different From yeah. the from what is it, wrestling Is it? Is that what it's called That one's TV fake, bro. Bro. No, no, no exactly So at least I know That it's not real At least I know It's not real I wish you could see Their reaction I'm sorry Apologize my friends For their ignorance Educate yourself <laughs> I'm learning, right? Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So, who can you be, uh, Mike Tyson? Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of Mike Tyson. To be honest mm. with you, man. Why? He's a nice guy. And He's all got that, but... a tiger, bro. Yeah, but yeah. I don't like the way he fights. I know it's just too aggressive. I know there's no, ah. there's, there's some kind of uh, strategy, but I think mm. it's more aggression than strategy. La. I He's... like guys who actually use their. Fight beautifully. IQ, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is a really? fan of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's quite uh, clear. He's a fan of his. No, he's a fan of. So okay, so what sets it apart from Muhammad Ali? What was that skill level? What was that unique selling point that he had? 
Uh, I think for for one he talks a lot. Mm. I think that point was quite refreshing. Entertaining. For, exactly. Yeah. The mm. the 60s, 70s was very entertaining for people to see. That's one mm. thing. It was something new for people. Mm-hmm. And secondly, he kind of changed the way uh, boxers fight back then. Okay. But before him, there was Sugar Ray Robinson. Mm-hmm. Sugar Ray Robinson added the so-called the sweet science element. You know the mm-hmm. the art and music element to boxing. Before 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 Sugar Ray Robinson, there was it was just brutal fights. It was just mm-hmm. two guys slugging it out, slugging it out, you know, oh. standing in the middle of the ring and throwing punches. You know, and then Sugar Ray Robinson came along, and mm-hmm. he 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 brought in some uh, strategy, flare. some flair into the boxing. Mm-hmm. And then Muhammad Ali came along, you know, he added more things, more flair. So they mm. are, they are the ones that actually revolutionized boxing mm. in wow. that way, in that aspect. Refined it, huh? Refined yeah. it, yeah. And some other guys as well, no longer be like Willie Pep and stuff. Like right, that. right. But these two guys were the biggest names. Today, mm. how different is the style of boxing as compared to the times that you have mentioned? Like, I know football also have evolved. Mm. You know, back then, um, during when Holland was in the World Cup, there was this four-three-three or total football. And now, if you were to play that kind of shit, you will lose, yes. and it becomes very boring. It becomes very technical. It becomes very strategic. You have, you play like one striker up front. <laughs> like for f- boxing, yeah. has it gone through that whole um, phase of? Uh, yeah, that yeah. evolve in sport is it Definitely. more boring to watch today or mm. there's more flair involved mm. uh, in the ring actually to be honest with you I feel there's a cert- there's a small number of fighters that mm. still stick to the old school way which mm. I okay. prefer and the old school way is you take away all the strength and conditioning exercises mm. you mm. take away all the physical they just work boxing for boxing mm. ah, you know so these okay. guys are fighting 15 rounds back then Mm, in mm-hmm. the 80s and they don't even like have any kind of special uh, strength and conditioning training mm. or no special supplements. science or yeah. supplements behind mm-hmm. it and they're fighting 15 rounds mm. at a high level mm-hmm. you know? and guys now you know they're fighting 12 rounds mm. way less they have all this at their disposal you know, this strength and conditioning yep. mm. this nutrition this mm. science behind it yeah. which they didn't have back then because back then people actually do boxing for boxing Mm. The way to get better at boxing is to train boxing. Wow. I see, I see. You know, so that's why the skill level I feel mm. was better to watch in I the eighties. No. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's how the transition. You know, in the 60s you have Muhammad Ali, 70s mm. and mm. the 80s you have these guys like Dura, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, mm. you know, who just or Thomas Hearns, you know, these guys who just box very beautifully. Right. You don't see the big muscles or you see, you don't see people going for power punch. You just see like mm. real boxing skills. Yeah. Mm. What what do you want to tell individuals who are inspired by this interview and possibly, yeah, I, you know? I was going to say, I'm inspired bro. Let's go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, it's three minutes a long time bro. I, I've i gone through mm. training. Mm. Uh, I think we need stamina oh. training first. Try fighting first, the noodle first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your advice for people who actually yes. want to try this out, want to start out? What is to be expected and what should they prepare for? Okay, number one, mm. come to Brothers Boxing Academy okay. and, uh, and sign up <laughs> as a member. Don't learn it from YouTube. Uh, yeah. Don't learn it, exactly. Don't learn it from YouTube. <laughs> you need a coach. No, really, you need yeah. a coach. You okay. need a coach. definitely need a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, actually. You, 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 because a lot of guys, you know, they think they can pick it up mm. from watching. They can't. Mm. Go to the gym, mm. sign up with a coach and of course, take it slowly. You know, don't mm. expect you to be a superstar yeah. by doing one month of training. Mm. You know, mm. it's a slow process. I keep telling my guys, you know, mm. It's a lifetime of work. It's a body of work. Mm. You know, it's not it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, mm. where you you got to go put in True. the work. You got to put in the rounds. You got to put in the the drills every single day. Oh. How long should you give yourself before you tell yourself this is not for me? <laughs> like six months or you know, okay. a month. You know, to, yeah. to, to to be fair, when we first started out mm. at our first first gym, we were training at Fenerbahce. <laughs> yeah. 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 
uh, our coach didn't let us do any kind of sparring <laughs> for one year. My oh, first, yes. maybe for him, maybe I wasn't okay. talented lah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But for me, it was <laughs> one year. I had to train for one year. Mm-hmm. After one year, only then he allowed me to step into the ring. Are you? Any kind of sparring. Yeah. Serious? Oh my God, yes. that must be frustrating. Uh, not really not when really you're a scared 15-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so you start with what? The bank? Uh, shadow box. Uh-huh. So shadow boxing, basically you look in the mirror. Mm. Or ah, it okay. comes from the name. You look at your shadow and you kind of just work your technique, your mm. movement and all of that. Right. Um, bags, as you say, a uh-huh. bit of uh, skipping. Uh, weight a lot of weight <laughs> remember running, the circuit yeah, we used circuit, to do yeah. <laughs> circuit, uh, and then um, pet work so mm. coach holds the pet you punch right, the right. the pets and then yeah only after one year and mm. then he allowed me to spar uh, he made the mistake of putting me in the ring with Hamza <laughs> <laughs> my oh first ever sparring <laughs> yeah, and, how um, did that go? oh, oh. Uh, didn't end well for him oh, oh, really? because my mum scolded him for punching me too why you beat your brother it's funny it was terrible, it was terrible. <laughs> that was when I knew boxing wasn't for me Shaki and Hamza thank you so much yeah man for spending some quality time yes, with us yes, and explaining yes. your sport and uh, when's your next match Uh, your next fight uh, I have nothing planned yet but we're looking maybe sometime in July to September date we'll okay see. okay yeah. tell us mm. when you're gonna be yeah we'll cover it yeah, yeah we'll see how we can bro. be of help Definitely. we're gonna get you to Vegas and if you're tuning <laughs> 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 in right now yeah. help us realize his dream yeah. share this episode around and if you like certain snippets of this podcast splice it out put it on Insta Stories and uh, tag all of us we will repost it we'll be taking a short break right now with our sponsors from planb.sg don't go away We interrupt this program to bring you... This podcast is proudly brought to you by our friends from Macquarie Chiropractic. Uh, experiencing neck pains and back pains if you are, when was the last time you had your spine examined? Probably quite a long time ago, so book your appointment today online at www.macquariechiropractic.com and quote Plan B20 when you visit the front desk to enjoy a 20% off your first session. Wow, okay, so I had a long day and I feel my neck strain. I know, you know, I'm sitting saying. You always have long days. Actually, a lot of us, not all of us feel this. (laughs) Yeah, neck problem. When I drive, I have to like constantly do this so Mm. that uh, I just want to relieve some tension of my Mm. neck. So. You didn't try to crack your own neck, do you, Ram? I don't know, I don't know how to. I have. Is that dangerous? You can do that? Well, no, you can like... <laughs> well, the the, the, the the questions we should be asking, right? Mm-hmm. When we yeah. try to crack our own neck, mm. uh, what are we trying to achieve right there? Yes, we feel the comfort, <laughs> but which joint are we actually... I don't moving? know. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't know. Mm. That's the whole point. Good, yeah. um, me either. We, as a practitioner, we wouldn't know. Okay. Like, same. Like people who <laughs> has the tendency to crack their own neck. Yeah. yeah, comes in, they have a dowager sign. Dowager sign as in the if you touch the last segment of your neck, okay. uh, I know it's a bit vague, yeah, yeah. but if you touch that, you realize that some people, right, mm. they have a really large hum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Buffalo, noticed, yeah. buffalo hums, okay. buffalo lumps. If you get to touch the auntie's base, uh, base of their necks mm. at the supermarket. Disclaimer, you, don't go around touching <laughs> auntie's necks yeah. in the supermarket. Uh. Yeah. I yeah, you, re- you realize. So, uh, it goes from uh, soft, like mm. like uh, uh, water retention. We call it okay. some edema Ooh. formations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it goes on to, as years pass by, it becomes feather deposition. Mm. Right? It becomes rubbery. It goes on, Uh, it to becomes calcified. So when it calcifies, right, you feel like as if it's just another uh, extra bone 
uh, growth structure at the base. That's that's not what a chiropractor can do. Okay. 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 So it's a common thing that happens because we face the laptop or we face the desktop mm. uh, eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours a day. Mm. Yeah, our adult head is five kilos, 5.5 kilos. So if mm. we, according to research, that is, if you lean forward one inch, that's doubling the weight of the head. If you oh. lean forward two inch, you're tripling the weight of that. It's like a bowling ball. Oh my it's God. A, it's like a oh, lemon or a toothpick. Yeah. So if every single time you a picture lemon it's a, a lemon or a toothpick, you realize how uh-huh. important it is, how your posture yeah. uh-huh. does matter. And all of these degenerative changes, they compound mm. one Maybe one week, maybe two weeks, maybe one year, maybe two, maybe three years or so. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it does not just happen uh, uh, overnight. Right, right, This right. kind of issue doesn't just happen overnight. If you have the neck misaligned, mm-hmm. they couldn't support the weight. Where does the weight share, weight loading, weight sharing yeah, goes yeah. to? Mm-hmm. I don't know back. about you guys, but now I'm like suddenly very conscious yeah. of how yeah. how my head is, is resting on my neck. Yeah, I'm no, imagining no. my head as a lemon right now. <laughs> <laughs> on the toothpick. No, now no, you're stressing me out because I'm thinking like, what, what am I supposed to do? Do I have to go like every week? Well, or you tried it one time, right? Rama? Yes, yes. Yeah. It was fantastic. Come, come back again. How about that? As a, as a gesture of appreciation. Uh, Darren, uh, Darren tries it before. Za, yeah, Za, I, you're I will, next. I, will. Yeah, yeah. I, next. I, I think after this, Za also should try. After this, like legit here now in the studio. Mm. So the whole cracking thing, right? Like <laughs> yep. I, I know some elders uh-huh. uh, in our family, uh, at times when they go on a random massage for hands, then uh. they try to crack like oh, my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. fingers and I, all that. I do this all the time. I, I hate it. I hate Why? the sensation of it. Yeah, you see, you enjoy it. Some yeah. of my siblings, they enjoy it as well. Yeah. Is that okay? Look, hmm. look. Any joints other than, there's a Chinese word, mm. ren, ren. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Like the Chinese word goes one side here, mm. the other the other side oh, here. Yeah. Ah. Right. These are weight-bearing joints. Okay. Weight-bearing joints just basically if, picture. If I sprain my ankle on the left, mm-hmm. I'll have my whole weight distribution, mm, center shifted of gravity right. shifted to the other side. Yeah. I can have low back pain. I can have middle back pain. I can neck pain. I see. From a sprained ankle because of the shifting for years. Mm-hmm. But if you say all of this joint clickings on mm. the appendicular, this is actual, A-X-I-A-L. Actual mm. weight loading. Appendicular anything outside of here, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's okay. I'm still cracking my joints anyway. It does not affect the weight loading. Mm. Right. Does it make sense? Okay. 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 So wow. here's one thing my kid really like to do when I'm uh, lying down mm-hmm. on my back. No, on my back, like uh, you know, on my chest. Mm-hmm. So I'm like my face is facing the mattress. Yep. Uh, my five year old kid likes to step on it. Uh, step on my spine and ah. kind of like. I'm cringing. You know, just walking this. on it. I don't yeah. know, I can't, as a father, like I feel. Why do you allow this? Nice, it's right. fine and yeah. it's kind of nice, like it eases some pain. Is that okay? Or is that not that okay? Be fine. It's a good father, father-son bonding type if you ask hmm. me. <laughs> but sometimes he, he cracks certain that. things like Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if he's not <laughs> jumping up and down about My son so, jump. That's so dangerous. My sons will jump on my back. They'll you have like, more capacity than Zah, I believe. Oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. That's fine. That's not a problem. No, I'm, I'm surprised. If anything, mm. I'm surprised by the fact that you're saying that it's okay. I mean, I would, I would have imagined five that. Five year old, right? You're yeah, about five year old. Ten year old. Oh, so like, so in a few, few years time, you're going to have to tell them to stop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Alright, alright. So, um, for those of you who are tuning in right now, mm-hmm. uh, don't make this your plan B. Uh. Make yeah. sure visiting the chiropractor is your plan A and do so right now. Um, with our friends from Macquarie Chiropractic if you're experiencing neck pains and back pains uh, please do so mm-hmm. and the question is when was the last time you had your spine examined if it's really a long time ago I think 
Do now your, is yeah, the now time. Is the time to yes. put your appointment via this website. Exactly. So book your appointment online today at www.netquirychiropractic.com and quote Plan B20 when you visit the front desk to enjoy a 20% off your first session.